Good morning. Today I want to share with you about how can one walk with God. The Bible is filled with testimonies of men and women just like you and me who were sinful, who were weak, who had limitations, who faced various challenges in life, yet had the privilege and the blessing of walking with God, enjoying sweet fellowship, winning great victories for his kingdom and completing their course well and finishing their purpose on this earth. So, I want to help us understand what does it take for a man and woman to walk with God. I want to begin with a very small but short but important scripture from Amos chapter 3 verse 3 where the prophet Amos says, "Do two people walk together unless they have agreed to meet now that's a very very insightful verse can two people walk together unless they do not come in agreement agreement is required for all relationships brothers and sisters how can we walk together only if we walk in agreement how can we walk in agreement with the lord well that is a completely different dynamic that is required here It is only possible if we walk under his lordship and his kingship. The issue is not that people directly allow themselves to align with the devil, but they do so indirectly by being lord of their own lives. That's more than enough for the enemy to lead a person astray. One cannot walk in agreement with the lord if they want to be the boss of their own life. So how can this work out in our lives where we can truly have the joy of walking in agreement with the Lord? We have the life of Jesus as our foremost example, and we also have the lives of other men and women recorded in the Bible for our learning and our encouragement. So I've just put down a few what I believe are crucial uh, qualities or requirements if one may say that will help you and me to understand what it takes for us or what will it take for us to walk with the lord truly under his lordship and under his kingship the first and foremost i believe is a life or an attitude of surrender surrender is foundational to our relationship with the lord beloved both in word and even more in our decisions Jesus was able to gain our salvation and secure us for all eternity because he surrendered to the will of the Father though it took him to the cross. In Luke chapter 22 verse 42 we know that very precious verse Jesus saying Father if you are willing remove this cup from me yet not my will but yours be done. My brothers and sisters, we see Jesus's entire life and his example of how he surrendered daily to the Father. He in fact said very clearly that I only say what I hear my Father say. I only do what I see my Father do. That is a statement of surrender, beloved. It's a statement full of joy. It's a statement of security. 
we don't have to try and figure out things for our own life we don't have to go through the stress of being the boss of our lives and trying to make it all happen we know that god has a beautiful plan for our life yes there will be challenges but when we surrender to his lordship every day beloved we will be able to enjoy his pleasure his approval enjoy his grace and that through his grace is made available everything that we need for our life and to fulfill his purpose for our lives for his glory let us make the good choice of surrendering to the lord and i believe that this is first and foremost beloved that we surrender to his lordship his kingship and as jesus said we would be able to say that every day lord not my will but your will be done secondly very important in every relationship is communion is fellowship that is the lifeline that's what brings vitality and strength and in life into a relationship beloved our time with that person it's true for marriage it's true for brothers and sisters it's true for the best of friends it's required for colleagues but how much more for our relationship with the lord it's required that we take our time to be with him alone that yes it's good that we pray during our meal times it's good we thank him that we will get blessed it's required that we call out to him when we go through difficult times and testing times or whether we are in a crisis but even more is to come and be with the lord without any other agenda but just to be with him to love him to know him to hear him to grow in our relationship with the lord beloved prayer is essential prayer is vital Luke 5:16 gives us a very insightful verse about the prayer life of Jesus. It says, "But Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray." Why to the wilderness? Because it took him away from the demands of the ministry, of the crowds that were pressing on to him. It took him away from the slander and the accusations of the pharisees and the religious leaders it helped him to be alone with the father precisely as we saw earlier to be able to see the father to be able to hear the father to be refreshed and renewed in in the father and beloved that is where we will find our refreshing our renewal our love tanks full our hopes full our our faith strengthened when we take our time to be alone with the father so let us do what jesus did let us every day slip away into a quiet place into a secret place where we can be alone with the lord enjoying him loving him you know here is david in psalm 27 verse 1 and verse 4 you know declaring something so powerful you know we've used it so many times in our songs uh, we've used it so many times to encourage ourselves and even in our in our congregations and you know the, the declaration he makes in psalm 27 verse 1 he begins by saying The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom should I dread? When evil doers came upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumbled and fell. If an army encamps against me, my heart will not fear. If war rises against me, in spite of this I am confident. But where did he get this kind of courage from? Where did he get this kind of sense of security? 
Well, David didn't borrow it from somebody else. You can't borrow faith from somebody else. You can't borrow this kind of courage and confidence, beloved. And it's because he gives us a glimpse into how his heart was postured before the Lord. In verse verse four, he says, "One thing I have asked from the Lord." And it's interesting. It's not victory over his enemies. He didn't ask for that. He didn't ask for victory in his battles. He didn't say, "God, take away these challenges from me." He says, "One thing I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in His temple." Beloved, it was his intimacy with the Lord. This verse has been the foundation of so many hymns, so many songs. you know of, of of intimacy about intimacy with the lord and what was the fruit of this intimacy that david had with the lord when he said lord you are my one thing you are my foremost thing you are my first love but what was the fruit of that intimacy was what we read in verse 1 and verse 2 i will not fear even if an army would come against me the best of the best come even if evil doers encamp around me i will not fear that is the fruit of intimacy with the lord you know many of us we are trying to become fearless we are trying to have courage we are trying to have confidence and and you know what beloved you don't have to go here and there to get it you have to simply abide in the presence of the lord make the lord your one thing make the lord your first thing and when it happens you will see that every fear just melts away just fade away everything else becomes shadows in the light of his presence what seems such a big issue what seems such a huge crisis will suddenly just disappear in the light the glory of his presence beloved so prayer daily communion with the lord is absolutely vital beloved make the lord your one thing make the lord your first thing like jesus slip away into the wilderness slip away to a place every day where you can be with the lord alone So what are we talking about? We're talking about how we can walk with the Lord. The first thing I said that is foundational is surrender. The second is prayer, communion with the Lord. The third, it is faith. One cannot miss out on talking about faith when we talk about our God. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an amazing God, and He's calling us to an adventure of walking with Him, beloved. It is impossible to walk with God. unless you and i make the daily choice to walk by faith to trust god beyond logic to trust god beyond what you can see about your situations and circumstances or what is seen or what is known or what your calculator says god is not against those things god is not against logic god is not against counsel and advice god is not against planning he requires all of that he wants us to employ all of that but what he says is that I'm going to take you beyond that. I'm going to take you into the unseen and the unknown because that is who I am. Hebrews 11:6 says this, and without faith it is impossible to please him. For the one who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he proves to be one who rewards those who seek him. I remember years ago when I fell head over heels in love with my Farah and uh, you know here here was I totally in love And I, and one of the first things I told, I said, baby, you know what? You know, I I believe that God's got a call over my life, and I believe that God would call me into into serving Him full time. 
And I don't know the way she jumped in excitement, responded. She said, "I'm with you," and that's the way our journey has been. You know, for Farhan me, it has been a walk of faith. We had to make decisions that at times were not according to the expectation of our parents, according to the expectations of people around us. We just wanted to be sure that we were pleasing God. And many times that could even mean disappointing our loved ones, disappointing people around us. But as the apostle Paul says, if I seek the approval of men, I will not be able to please God. And so if we have to walk by faith, we have to make that good choice, beloved. That courageous choice to walk by faith because we want to walk with God. It's impossible to walk with God unless we walk by faith. We're willing to walk by faith. And in that the key is the rema. The key is the spoken word of God. The key is to hear God and obey him. If you remember about 2 years a little about 2 years back, two and a half years back, I I did a series on hearing God. You know, about about a logos and the rema. And I helped us understand how when we study the whole counsel of God and we're faithful in studying the whole sound doctrine of God, God by spirit, you know, as we are prayerful will help us to hear his voice. That's the way we make the choices in our life. That's the way we make decisions. We make decisions by hearing and obeying him. You know, in that teaching I helped us understand that there have been many covenants that God has made with his people as recorded in the Bible. You know, we see the covenants that God made with with Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, and we see that there was there were many things that were different in the covenants. You know, there were various laws, requirements. You know, but there was one thing that was that was common to all covenants, even up to the new covenant today that we are, which is a far, far, far better covenant, eternal, glorious covenant. There's one thing that was common in all the covenants, and it was this: that the people of God. were known as the people of god because they heard him and they obeyed him beloved that is the people of god that is the people of faith i personally feel sad to see how many people walk by sight beloved you know how many christians walk by sight they want to be in their illusion of a safe zone as what they think is a safe zone of the known of the predictable you know i'm in control you know my finances allow me to make this decision you know this is the place that i want to live or this is the kind of place i want to work and 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 the whole bottom line of that as i mentioned earlier is they want to be the boss of their life they want to be in control of their life and jesus is only lord namesake beloved look you know hebrews chapter 11 verse 7 verse 9 i'm going to read that for you hebrews 11 verse 7 and the same the same chapter that speaks about faith in and look at what it says about noah and abraham hebrews chapter 11 <clears throat> verse 7 to verse 9 and it tells us something very precious about noah and abraham and this is what it says it says <clears throat> by faith noah being warned by god about things not yet seen catch that beloved he was warned by god about things not yet seen he heard god but god told him about things that he could not see yet but he had to trust god because god had said it and then it says his response was comma in reverence wow that's what faith does in reverence prepared an ark for the salvation of his Oikos household that's the word there 
That's the word there. By which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness which is according to the faith. You know, I, I just try to find out how many years it took for Noah to build the ark. There's no clear figure. But it's been 55 to 75 years. Here is an old man with his family, with his household, building an ark, preparing for an event, a cataclysmic event that God had warned him about, which he has no proof about, no natural proof to prove that it's going to happen. But God said and he obeyed because he was a man of God. He was part of the people of God. And that's the, that's the mark of those who are people of God. And so Noah obeyed God even though he could not see it. And he did it in reverence. And you know what he did? He did it, he did it for whom? He did it for his household. For his oikos. He prepared an ark to save his oikos. Does that sound familiar, beloved? Look at Abraham. In the next verse, it says in verse 8, By faith, Abraham, when he was called, who called him? God called him. From Ur, Mesopotamia. What is in today modern day Iraq? He called him. And it says, comma, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance and he went out not knowing where he was going are you willing to do that beloved are you willing to step out into the unknown into the unseen you know i don't know what that could mean for you i cannot say that but i knew what that meant for farah me many of these years you know there were things that decisions that we made where, where it was beyond our understanding, we, we, beyond a point we could not think. You know, even now, in these last two years, it's been tough. But you know, there are things that I could not predict, I could not even prepare for. But know this, that God will not take you beyond where His grace can keep you. God will not take you beyond where His grace cannot sustain you and provide for you. And so, beloved, we trust God because He's trustworthy. He's a good God. He's a good Father. He's a loving Shepherd. He's a faithful Shepherd. And... And you and I have to live out the profession of our faith. It's not just saying, I believe in Jesus and Jesus is my Lord. Well, be willing to step out in faith. Be willing to walk by faith, beloved. Are you choosing to stay in the safety of the seen and the known? Years back, I heard a dear pastor say this, you know. The safest place to be and live is to be in the center of the will of God. You know, that stuck with me. That was 97 when I heard that. 1997, in a Sunday morning service, this pastor said that as a young boy getting ready to take on his career, to take on the responsibilities of my family, you know, to take on the responsibility of ministry. I wanted to change gears. You know, there were so many, there were options in front of me. And I heard this pastor say this on a Sunday morning in a service. The safest place to be is in the center of the will of God for your life, beloved. And I want to say that square and clear. The safest place is not what you choose for yourself or what your mom and dad choose for you or what your spouse is advising you or what other people are telling you or what the world is saying. The safest place is to be where God wants you to be. So, beloved, make the good choice. 1 John 2, 17, the Apostle John writes, The world is passing away. And also it's lust. But the one who does the will of God continues to live forever. Or another translation says, will abide forever. Who's going to stay, stand the test of time? Not the ones who are in sync with time of what's happening in the fashions of the world. It's one who's going to live with eternity in focus. One who's going to live with eternity in their hearts and say, God, 
I want to live with you. I want to walk with you by faith. And if that means I've got to take risk, I'm willing to do that. I want to hear you. I want to obey you. That's the way we walk with God, beloved. Surrender, communion with God, and to be willing to walk by faith. The next one, so important. So important because if you get that wrong, then God becomes your enemy. Wow, what is that? Humility, beloved. Humility. We all need the grace of God. Without the grace of God, you and me are doomed, beloved. We're doomed. We need his grace for all that we need for life and godliness. Everything we have and we will ever have is because of the grace of the Lord. But not once, but twice the Lord reminds us in scripture. The first time in James chapter 4, verse 6 to verse 7. James writes, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. The first part is scary. It's terrorizing. God resists the proud. In other words, God becomes the enemy of the proud. But, thank God for the but, gives grace to the humble. Therefore, make the good choice. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And he will free, flee from you. And again, it's reminded in 1 Peter 5, 5 to 6. I wonder why God repeated that verse. You know, because I think he knows how we are. You know, instead of being childlike, sometimes we're childish. We forget. And so God made a point to remind us twice. You know why? Because it's a terrorizing thing that God should become our enemy. Don't make God your enemy, beloved. Let him be your friend. As he was a friend of Abraham, the father of our faith. Make the good choice to be humble. Beloved, humility is your and my responsibility in the grace of God. So remind yourself of who God is, of all that he's done for you. Remind yourself of your lowly estate, where you came from, how God reached out to you and picked you out from miry clay. Remind yourself of how unfaithful we have been, but how faithful God has been. Remind yourself of how even others have been good and merciful to you. And as you do that, beloved, it will enable you and help you to walk in humility, beloved. So I want to encourage you, beloved, make the good choice to be humble before God. Don't be proud. There are various checks and balances about humility that will help us. We don't have time to look into it. But you know, one of the things, qualities of a humble person, you're always a teachable person. They never put up a resistance. They don't put a front up. They're always open to be teachable. And so that's one check for you for this morning. Last but not the least, and be set apart unto God. A man or woman who wants to walk with God has to be set apart unto him. I'm talking about holiness and purity. These are inseparable twins. They're different, but they're inseparable because one leads to the, out, out, uh, to the other. Holiness is our whole lives being separated unto God. It's me and you being completely devoted and dedicated to God. God, however I am, I belong to you. I've been bought with a price, not with perishable things like silver or gold. Not in the billions of this entire of this entire planet would be able to, to earn my salvation. I've been bought by the blood of the Lamb, the priceless, precious blood of the Lamb. And so, beloved, when we begin to live that, to live in that consciousness, I don't belong to myself. Shannon doesn't belong to himself. Shannon belongs to the Lord. One of my dear verses in this season of my life has been what David declared in one of the Psalms. He said, I've been like a beast before you, yet I'm continually with you. I've been like a beast, God. I've been sinful. I've been, I've been messed up. 
But however I am, I am with you. Why? Because I belong to you, Lord. You will sort me out. You will, you will change me. You will make me what you want me to be. You will never let go of me. And you will see to it that I become like you. And I finish this race well. I finish this journey well. And that's holiness, beloved. Being set apart unto God. Realizing that I am engaged to the bridegroom. I belong to Jesus. And one day I'm going to be his completely. In eternal marriage. And, and as a result of that comes inward purity. There's a cleansing that begins to come by the spirit of God. By the word of God, Jesus begins to wash us and cleanse our hearts, our minds, our emotions, our souls and our bodies with his word. And so comes inward purity. And we know the verses, you know, where we are reminded that blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. In Hebrews chapter 12, you know, the writer clearly reminds us that we ought to pursue peace. In verse 14, pursue peace with all men and the sanctification without which no one will see the Lord. Or holiness without which no one will see the Lord. And so we are commanded to, to, to be holy unto the Lord. To be holy as he is holy. And so beloved, these are the requirements that I put forth to you this, this Sunday morning. To encourage us to be men and women who are not passive about our relationship with God. So many people backslide because they become passive about their faith. Maybe they allow the things of the world, the winds of the world to blow over the fires of their heart. And to cool the embers in their heart. Or they allow discouragement to creep in. Or they open up their heart to slander and gossip. Or bitterness. And their hearts become toxic. And they are no longer able to walk with God. Beloved, I want to say this to you this morning. Your walk with God is your choice. It's your responsibility. Not mine. Not the church. Not anybody else. Your walk with God is your relationship with God. I wouldn't hold you responsible for you, my relationship with my spouse or my child or anybody else in my life. Those relationships are my choice, my responsibility. And so is it with my relationship with the Lord. I would not hold anyone else responsible for my walk with God. And so should you. We help one another as a community. But our relationship with God is our responsibility. And so let us walk well, beloved. Let us walk as Abraham walked. As Noah walked, of course, minusing their mistakes and their sins, you know, let us walk with God and let it be our testimony. Let it be told of us as it is told about David, that David fulfilled the purpose of God in his generation and slept with the fathers. May this be our testimony that you and I fulfill the purpose of God in our generation and we have gone into glory to be with the Lord. So keep in mind, foundation of our relationship, our walk with God is surrender. Then Prayer, communion with the Lord. Number three, it is faith. It is impossible to walk with God without making the choice of being willing to walk by faith. Don't stay in any safe zone. That's an illusion. It doesn't exist. There's no safe zone. The safest place to be is to be in the center of God's will for your life. Then we walk in humility, beloved. God resists the proud, but he gives greater grace to the humble. And you know, beloved, when God gives grace, there's no trial that you cannot face, you cannot overcome. Whatever comes your way, remember one thing, beloved. God will not allow you to be tested beyond your ability. The ability to withstand the test and to overcome it comes by the grace of God. It comes from the grace of God. So remember, we need grace and God gives grace to the humble. So what comes your way, you can overcome it when you walk in humility. When you, when you see something in front of you that you can't handle, 
You just have to bow and ask God for his grace and he will give you the grace to walk by faith and win the victories. Last but not the least, choose to live a life that is set apart unto God. Holiness and purity. Beloved, I want to I want to end with a quote and then I want us to pray. Uh, I want to pray with you but uh, some weeks back I said this um, to you in one of the message. If you can fly in your relationship with God great. If that's the season you are in. You've been waiting on God and now God has given you wings and you mount up like eagle and you're soaring with the Lord. Wow. You know, I'm not jealous for you. I'm so happy for you. Be blessed. But if you're not able to fly, run. Keep running. Don't sprint. It's not 100 meters. It's a marathon. Keep running. What is required is good stamina that you can get from the Lord. If you're unable to run, keep walking, beloved. Keep walking with God. Don't give up. He walks with you. Even if you're walking through a valley of the shadow of death, don't fear because the Lord is with you. If you're unable to walk, crawl, but don't stop moving. Keep in the path of the Lord and you will find that he will strengthen you. He will renew your love for him. He will renew your strength. He will renew, he will replenish you. He will bless you. And above all, you will have the greatest gift, the greatest, the sweetest privilege of having his presence with you. Let's pray, beloved. Father, we thank you for this word that has come this morning. Lord, so many times I've looked into your word and looked at the men and women who walk with you. It's so amazing, God, to see the way they saw you, the way they heard you, the way they experienced you. Lord, the miracles, the wonders, the moments of despair in which you encountered them. Oh God, thank you for their lives that have been recorded. And Lord, your word says clearly that they have been recorded for our benefit and our admonishing, our learning for us as an encouragement and even as a warning that we do not take our walk with you lightly. We should not take your grace for granted. But here we are in the new covenant, Lord, and your word says that we are what we have is far 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 better than what they have. And as a people of this new covenant, this relationship with you that you purchased with your blood. Help us to walk in a manner that is worthy of your name. Help us to walk in serenity. Lord, I know that I have been my greatest enemy. I know, Lord, I have no one to blame but myself for the times that I did not choose you. choose your word and choose your will. And I pray that you forgive me for not choosing you and forgive each of us this morning for not choosing you. But this morning, I pray that you help us to come to you in sincere hearts, surrender. Surrender to your lordship. That we say, Lord, I belong to you, not to myself. I do not belong even to my spouse or my parents or my children. I belong to you Lord I'm yours redeemed by your blood sealed by your spirit and Lord I pray that you draw our hearts to you this year of 22 draw our hearts every day of this year to draw us into sweet fellowship sweet communion like like Jesus we would slip away into those quiet corners and places where we can be with you alone help us to walk by faith and not by sight Lord help us to not be cowards who choose uh, lord the shortcuts or the easy way help us to walk by faith lord into the unseen and unknown being sure that we're hearing your voice 
in being led by your spirit and walking in the light of your word. Lord, help us to walk in, in humility. Help us to walk looking to you, Lord Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And that our lives would be wholly, completely dedicated and devoted to you. Lord, for those of us or any of us who are discouraged this morning in our relationship or in our faith, I pray that you help us to be renewed, oh God. I pray that today, before this day ends, you will encounter them in a powerful way, God. Encourage them to not give up. Lord, like how you encountered Elijah at that brook when he was discouraged, running away from Jezebel. I pray that you will encounter my brother and my sister this morning. Oh, refresh them at the brook. Feed them, oh God. Feed their souls. Bless them. Let them know that what is ahead of them is far more greater and glorious than that what's been behind of them. Oh God, I thank you, Lord, that you're the soon and the coming King. Come soon, Lord Jesus. And I know that your reward is with you. When you come on earth, I remember what you asked, asked, Lord, will the Son of Man find faith? Oh God, I pray that you will find faith in us. Help us to be faithful to you till the very end. We thank you once again for this morning. Thank you for every family represented on this, on this online service. Bless them, oh God. Meet their needs. Deliver your people. Bless your people. Provide for your people. Heal your people, oh God, by the power of your spirit. And may you be increasingly glorified in and through our lives. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. Have a great week. We'll be in touch.